Welcome to the Retrospect Podcast, a show where people come together from different walks of life and discuss a topic from their generation's perspective. My name is Ian, and as always, I'm joined by Stoney. Hello. And Jason. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Uh, oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't want to do this again, but this feels like it's also kind of like uh, it's routine for us a little bit. It's during that time of year where like the first one or two rainstorms of spring happen around here in mm. Louisiana. And man, it has been hot and humid and it has not been fun <laughs> <laughs> these past few days. I walked outside and was like, man, it is the air is thick down here. It is hard to... There's, yeah, def- there's yeah. definitely a lot. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, as far as running, I'm starting to uh, feel oh, that. I didn't think I'm about that. I'm starting to feel that now. Uh, He's over I, here swimming. I, I, I've been, uh, I've, I've noticed, um, I know I ran Tuesday, and um, it was a... Um, yeah, that I, was some of the... I, I, I felt that, uh, I, I felt that was the first time I, I really felt the heat. Mm-hmm. Um and, and of course it's just going to get worse. Oh, of course, as we leave and in, get into June, I mean, all, it's also that time of year too where I just don't know. I don't know the weather at all, really. Like uh, like yesterday, I had I went into work and didn't have an umbrella or like a jacket or anything, or whatever, or raincoat. I mean, and um, <laughs> I was like about to leave work and it just starts pour, pouring down, raining, and I was like, well, I mean, that's a uh, well, you know, we have a saying here in Louisiana. Uh, yeah, if you right. don't like the weather, wait 15 <laughs> exactly. minutes. Exactly. Yeah, it'll it change. Up, it let up for a bit and then I left. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's that's all I had to say at the top because I was like, man, it is. It's brutal. I, right I, I miss those. And it's going to get worse. I already, I already miss those kind of I mean, nice... it, it's nothing. I mean, I've, I've run. I mean, there's there's going to be times. I mean, it's. I mean, the air temperature is, is you know, 90, oh, 98, right. 99, and, you know, get heat index is, you know, people, some people think I'm crazy running out in those kind of temperatures, but. I just think you're it, crazy for running. Yeah, here. well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to take a little time to, to, to get the body acclimated back to that sort of heat. Oh, yeah. Again, just like it is when it. That first cold run, oh, yeah, yeah, it just drops. It's the same thing mm-hmm. because your body's now you've been so used to these high temps, and all of a sudden, boom, yeah, you know. So it's the same thing, you right. know. It's just part of it. And One good thing I can say is that I have been going to the gym uh, pretty consistently over the past couple of weeks, and I have uh, I've consistently tried to like walk a mile at least every time that I've gone, like for like a warm up or like for like a cool down at the end of the like a workout set, just like trying to keep. Like so, I'm not running, but I'm definitely walking. Though I'm trying to walk a, a, at least a solid mile each time I go, which has been a couple times the past couple weeks. You lifting so weights? Yeah. What are you then doing? I'm doing. Uh, I've doing. I've done some free weights a little bit, but I've done like they have these. Uh, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's like this. Like a, it's a whole bar that has like prefixed weights on mm-hmm. it. So I've just been doing like whole curls of the bar there at, you go. at fifty, and just been rocking it for a while, and then trying to push myself that way so four sets of 10 yeah yeah exactly well i've been i start off at three sets of 10 because once i get to that that 30 that last one i'm like oh man i gotta I gotta take a break for a second but yeah that's so i've been doing some of that the, the gym that i go to has all like a whole bunch of machines for all kinds of stuff so i've done some like legs like leg press stuff and some other like chest press or like the you know, all kinds we of need stuff to do that. an episode on physical fitness. Yeah, just remember though, as as important it is is to break the muscle because that's actually what you're doing when right. you lift weights. You're actually putting little tears in the muscle. Right, right. Just as important as doing the weights 
is healing. Right. So giving it rest and nutrients. Right. And they say that's the best time to actually take your supplements and and do your Mm -hmm. meal replacement is right after you work out because it goes straight into the body and starts the healing process. They they say the rule that I followed back when I was really lifting hard, and I did hard lifting, power lifting for years, Um, they say you're supposed to take in a gram of protein per your body weight. Wow. Wow. A day, if you okay. want to grow muscle. Okay. So, whatever your body weight is, that's how much protein, if you're trying to build <laughs> okay. muscle tissue. Right. To get the gains that you're going to probably want to see. Got it. Eventually. For me, I, I definitely have been, uh, I'm trying to take it light. I want to, again, I know, I know. Uh, what would work for me pretty well. And so I've been going at least three times a week for at least an hour, if not more, and just trying to keep that like cycle going because I know that I can good. I can move up from there. Yeah, if yeah, I mm-hmm. if I bite off more than I can tr- no, tr- chew, I know take, it's going to... Take your time. Right, right, right. It's, so. it's six months is going to be the yeah. key for you. Right. Six months, you'll develop the habits, and then you're going to want to go to the gym. Right. It, most people falter within that first six months. It never <laughs> right. fails. It's just what I've seen from working in a gym right. years ago um, to just being in that world for as long as I've been in it. Right, right. It's hard. Yeah. Once you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. To get moving. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. So I know I'm, I'm, that's that's my routine so far. And I am uh, and I have been taking days, like days in between yep. to rest. But also I, I do other things too. So it helps out my schedule to do like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of like rotation for right now. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to take it easy. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, well, I'm not trying to double my, my weight in overnight. Yeah, I mean, don't you know? kill so, yourself, no, no, but I mean, not, you but. need, you want to stress your body. Of course. Yeah. You know, right, a little right. bit, because that's the whole point of, yeah. of doing this. Um, but you'll, uh, you know, just, just steady, easy, kind of get your body into that use of, use of, of doing that kind of stuff. I, I brought this up, um, to kind of segue into the topic, but I forgot that you actually have something that you wanted to. No, talk I, yeah, about. I just wanted to. Uh, I just wanted I'll, to kind of I'll, do a follow up. To, I'll bring uh, it full circle. Yeah, so. I just wanted to do a follow up on our on on episode eighty three was America's blood economy. Right. Uh, it's so funny. Right after we 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 recorded that episode, uh, I, I found a news article that came out uh, dated uh, May eleventh, and it's titled. FDA eases restrictions on blood donation for men who have had sex with men. Oh, okay, yeah. So that was the one, title. That's wow. the title of the article. It's it's in Politico. Right, right. And well, at uh, least there's no way of confusing terms like they. Yeah, no, it's it, no, it's it, it, it said FDA on Thursday finalized a long-awaited plan to loosen restrictions on blood blood donation by men who have had sex with men. It will update risk-based individual questionnaires to help reduce the risk of transfusion transmitted HIV. Mm. So it appears to be that, uh, you know, I think we had mentioned in that episode that this was prohibited. And well, yeah, now I, yeah. it's now it looks like they're changing that. Yeah, so it, I just wanted to kind of mention that. that that's interesting. And, and I wonder how cutting edge the Retrospect podcast is. <laughs> because that 
article came out the day after we had our podcast. Yeah. Um, when we did our first Madison Brooks podcast on on that tragedy, the very next day, all the rape club information came exactly. out. Exactly. We recorded on Thursday and Friday and Saturday all that information. Right. So yeah. we are we are apparently very cutting edge. We're on the, on the, ble- the, we're on the bleeding edge of this thing. We're, yes. we're, <laughs> we're on the forefront of you know society and what's yeah. happening in America and the world today. We are constantly yeah. looking for information that uh that 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 ties into past and we want to educate our listeners and keep them informed because a lot of the feedback that i'm getting is they're tired of the network tv and media and they're getting some information from us and that just that when you read that right there i'm like that's two yeah right yeah that's that's two two, maybe three we'll go ahead and chalk that up on the board for another another tally mark for us that's right so so anyways what i was going to say was i was going to try and segue this into like the actual like uh official topic for today um do we have a title for it? Is it the glorification of busy? Yeah. Okay. That awesome. was what I was going to say. Was is uh, I had um, I uh, I was talking about this with you guys uh, post show last week, and um, and it ties into I'm going to talk about this more with like gym stuff as well and being intentional. And uh, I had a mentor of mine a long time ago, who um, uh, upon me. Uh, kind of slacking off on um, on uh, having some sessions with him and like really being intentional about learning and getting better and I kept like claiming I was quote unquote busy he looked at me straight up in the face and said stop your glorification of busy wanted to talk about that for this okay. episode. So what does that, I there, guess, what does that invoke in you whenever there, you hear There is that? a ton of research on this topic, and yes. I had no idea oh, yeah. there's been that much, you know, social, psychological research relating to this topic of busyness. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, but I think we have a lot to share. When you do the research, it, it breaks it down into different forms. Right. Yeah. Personal business and work related yep. relationships so like jason said there's quite a bit of information out there mm-hmm. and people are losing ground because of this glorification of busy right. relationships are suffering it costs businesses billions of dollars a year and i have some mm-hmm. statistics on that that'll be good and it's just crazy. So just if we can, before we get in the we get in the weeds here, just the continuation of the story was this was a a, a music mentor of mine, and um I, and he was really trying to teach me some good stuff, some good foundational work, and some 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 good things that were really going to hone my my skill as a as a musician. And I and I really I appreciate him because I know that he. Um, he wanted me to get better, and he knew that I wanted to get better. I just had to get over myself to get there. And um, I think that's why he he was being consistent about um, continually asking, you know, to, like, reschedule with me. But I kept I, – I, I, you know, at the time, it feels like nothing, but it felt – sorry, now it feels like nothing. At the time, it felt like something that was always going on. Either it was friends or it was a girlfriend I had or it was, like, stuff at my little part-time job or whatever it was. And, uh, 
and this mentor of mine, um, I know I know him well enough to know that he would not want me to out him, which is why I'm not saying his name or anything. So I'm just I'm just saying he's a mentor of mine. Um, he was being intentional about like continually asking me and like pushing me because I because I know that the stuff he knew that the stuff that he was going to teach me was going to be really really good and really beneficial for me. And then after that conversation um, that we had, where he really told that to me, I have, I of course got upset. I was upset because I felt like I was called out and I felt like, you know, he, he really outed me and all that kind of stuff. And Truth hurts. The truth hurts sometimes real hard, especially when you don't want to hear it, but you know you need to hear it. And that was that moment for me is that uh, I went home after that and then it just really stuck with me and I just kept like festering on it. It was just like I just was so upset about it. But then that was that, was that uh, one little moment where it clicked where I was like, you know what? I don't think he's wrong. I actually think he's really, really correct in and it took you know it took the uh, the cycles of grief where i was like i'm angry i'm sad and of course <laughs> it was like i got into the acceptance part where i was like he's not wrong i have been making excuses pretending like i'm busy pretending like i don't have time for it but i know that i want to make time for this and it's going to take me being intentional about making time for this mm-hmm. and uh after that i I, shortly afterwards, after I'd cooled off a second and was no longer emotional about it, I had talked to him and was like, I apologize. You're right. And and now I want to start over for real this time and like actually learn. So yeah. that's, and you know. Well, I have an ant- antidote for this. Okay. Um, when I left my former career of uh, private sector protective services, I mm-hmm. took over the management of a construction company for one of my friends who needed some help. Bob and the Builder. I, Huh? Bob the Builder? (laughs) I'm kidding. But I went out on the job, and um, I oversaw some things, and there was this one man that we noticed that was always busy. (laughs) Always busy. He Mm -hmm. was just, you never saw him standing still. He seemed like the hardest worker, I bet. He seemed like the hardest worker. And it wasn't until I started questioning the foreman and the, the squad leaders and, you know, what was going on with this guy. So one day I, I decided to investigate it myself. And whenever you saw him, he was carrying a two-by-four. Just one two-by-four? One two-by-four from this side, walking to the other side of the job. And then when you saw him, he was coming back with another two-by-four. So I went and painted the two-by-four just on the end of it. And for three days, every time I pulled up on the job, I saw him carrying the same <laughs> two by four from one side of the job to the other. <laughs> he was busy. He looked busy. So everybody left him alone. Mm-hmm. And he was making $22 an hour at the time <laughs> cool. to carry the same two by uh, four. Yeah, he mastered the system. He yeah. had mastered the glorification of busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no one bothered him mm-hmm. because he looked. Like he was doing busy. something. I'm in the. I'm deep in the middle of something. Sorry, I can't talk right now. Hold, on, I got to bring this two by four to yeah, that guy. You know, I actually, <laughs> I actually, found, I found a definition of busyness and and going through some of this stuff. And and I mean, I'm sure there are other definitions that social scientists have, right, have right, come right. up with. But this is one I I found. I thought it was pretty good. It's it's it can be defined as a state of having a lot of activity or of not being idle. You can be overloaded, overwhelmed snowed swamp tied up and stressed like snowed you feel Uh. like there is not enough time for all the activities you're either committed to or want to do Mm, so that was one you know 
But yeah, the question I would say is, are you busy or are you productive? Ooh, that's a good one. That's the big, that's the distinction. Can we go into the workplace for just a minute? Sure, go ahead. ahead. I have some interesting stuff. And, And these are some numbers that in the workplace that people are considered busy or the glorification of busy. Mm-hmm. Non-essential meetings. How much time oh, is wasted yeah. in non-essential oh, meetings? Oh, a ton. Yeah. Okay, here's another one that's just... <laughs> I'm guilty of that. <laughs> we meet to meet. Yes. Um, yeah. We're going to continue to meet until we find out why we can't get anything done around here. Right, right, right. <laughs> or my favorite one is the beatings will continue until morale improves. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's another one. Excessive email checking. Okay, yeah. Okay. Right, right. Distractions from personal technology, internet surfing, and social media. And this one they put fifth, which I think should really be a little bit higher, is procrastination. Oh, man. And so we talked about that a little bit the other day. But here, let, me, let me throw this at you right I'm here. Here's some statistics behind it. Non-essential meetings are wasting around... 31 hours per month in unproductive meetings and costing American companies approximately four work days worth of labor per employee per month. Oof. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is okay. a lot. Excessive email checking, spending approximately 2.5 hours a day on email-related tasks, including non-essential emails, can result in significant production losses for the American companies. Distractions from personal technology with employees dedicating up to two hours per day to personal smartphone use and social media engagement during work hours. Companies in America face potential losses in productivity. Internet surfing and social media. Average employees, on top of the other thing, are spending one to two hours per day on non-work-related web browsing and social media. How about that? Mm, that's crazy. So let me, th- let me lay this on to you. The cost of wasted time can be significant for American companies. For example, according to the study by salary.com, cyber loafing, using the internet <laughs> for personal purposes during work hours cost American employees an estimated $85 billion per year. Wow. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. Well, I mean, I, I think that ties into the kind of work that people do now. It's you know this they call the I think they call it the knowledge economy now. Well, it's kind of like the guy going across you know, with the board. It, it, okay, when people see you on your oh, computer yeah. and right. you're going to turn your desk to where they can't see it, and everybody's really fast at hitting that button that changes the little screen on right. there. Oh yeah. Well, how do you know what they're doing? You look busy. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're you're typing, you're but, you're but, looking uh, at stuff, and boy, you're squinting real close to the computer. You look real busy. But how productive are we? Exactly. That yeah. to me is the key. I mean, I think when people say they're busy. And I'm guilty of saying that myself when people have come up to me, how are you doing, Jason? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've been busy. And I have to sometimes do a little self-reflection. Yeah. Am I really busy? Or do I perceive yeah. that I'm busy? Right. That is where I think the deeper meaning of this term needs to be looked at. Why do we feel we're busy all the time? 
And statistics show that. We yeah. work in longer hours. We're more in, you know, in tune with social media. Emails are you know, now 24-7. Mm-hmm. We never really get away from work, per se. Now, the work ethic has changed. Okay, I remember one time my dad worked at a chemical plant, and he goes, I never take a dump at work. That's stealing from company time. That, that's, that's Ill- that should be illegal. And I looked at him and I says, well, maybe if you took a shit more often, you wouldn't be so, grum- <laughs> you wouldn't be so grumpy. And he backhanded me into the wall. But oh, wow. things you know, have changed now. People have no problem going to the bathroom three, four times oh, a day, yeah, spending yeah, a half hour I mean, on their phone. Mm. Yeah, things are just different now. Well, I mean, we we you know our this idea of of you know you know we we work hard. We we why do we feel talk about the glorification of busyness? Why is that an ideal? Mm-hmm. Why do we hold that ideal in such high regard in Western society? I think now? That, I was going to say that. I think that's a really big thing with Western society in general, like uh, in America specifically. I think that the the reason we we use the term glorification of it is because that's exactly what I think it is. Is the more, at least in this day and age, like the earlier you get up and the more stuff you do and the and the and the more things you have, the or, or like the more uh, not things, uh, more stuff you have like scheduled that you have to do. The busier you are, I guess, the more productive it, it you're, feels you're, like. You are viewed in our society, when people say they're busy, it taps into, I think, a deeper stream within you of self-worth. Yep. I think the idea that if you're not busy... Wouldn't that be glorification? What What, what are you doing? You know, what yeah, are you yeah. doing with your... Have you heard that? What are you doing with your life? Yep. Right. How many times have you heard that? Oh, yeah. And I think there's a a guilt associated with the idea. And I think a lot of people say they're busy because they don't want to appear to be like, I'm not doing anything with my life, even though maybe you are. Maybe you're just more productive. You're just getting stuff done where you have a lot of leisure time. (laughs) I mean, you know, so. Well, that's what that was the point I was trying to make earlier. Societal norms have changed. Shifting, you know, the, the value, productivity, and achievements are different now. Because people don't see the same things as what's important on a job anymore. Before, it used to be, I need to do the best that I can for my company, and I need to help make them as much money as possible. Now it's, what can I get out of these people? And mm-hmm. I don't care. As long as I get paid, I don't care. So it's, it's, a, gener- it's a generational thing, number one. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's how we really it's, need to look at it's that. It's changed. Because but, but I do think that that regardless, you're, I do, I hear that, and I, I think I agree with that, but, but I think that one thing that has remained consistent is, like, the more... The, the more things that you have scheduled, the more things that you're doing, you're perceived to be more productive. Sure. Like, even in my own life, I have friends of mine that, like, I will say, like, I, I have a, I, it's, uh, you know, I don't think it's embarrassing. Some people kind of find it funny, you know, in my age group. But I have to schedule out time for friends. I have to schedule out time for hangouts or whatever. We used to call it penciling in. Uh, well, because yeah. we do it in pencil <laughs> because it may change and I've got to erase it. My fiance and I have a Google Calendar that we have like scheduled out events with that we like we have at least the next two weeks worth of stuff we have to do or gonna are gonna do or want to do with friends or otherwise. And so even my friends have commented on the fact that like I have a full time job as well as, you know, host and produce a couple of podcasts. And I also play music and, like, other stuff like that. So there's, like, I do a lot of things, and I keep myself busy. 
um, not in like a in a glorifying way, but like I I think it's also kind of a character flaw. Sometimes I I will overbook myself because I just I like to do a lot of things. I think, um, and I've had a lot of friends that are like, "Oh man, you do so much! Like, wow, you must be so productive." And it's like, it, yes and no, though. Like, I think I am productive, but then sometimes at the end of the day, there are some. I mean, we've even talked about it here, but like the pre-show, you've come into the house sometimes especially during like the Easter season and stuff where you were like, how's it going? I was like, I feel like I could have done more. Like I just, I, 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 I and trust me, I've done a lot today, <laughs> but like there was, there's those days that I'm like, man, I just don't, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, like I'm definitely, I, I was probably working too much, but I'm like, man, I just feel like I, I could have finished that project or I could have got a little bit further in that one thing, you know? There's a little saying that we, I think we've all heard it. Do you work to live Ooh. or do you live to work? There That's you go. Right. <laughs> And that's really a that's a that's a complete that's a <laughs> radical way of looking at things, and so, I, that's a fine line for me. I, yeah, like. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is 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 work is you know, I I would like to be able to live to work, right? Versus working to live. Yeah, I just think working to live sounds very depressing to me. It is. Yeah, you know, but I, I feel mean, like I, but I feel like a lot of people are in that camp right now. I even I was talking to somebody. Uh, I was talking to a. Um, to uh, like a call center, and uh, the lady on the phone made a joke, <laughs> saying like, "We we all know we're out here probably living paycheck to paycheck, and uh, you know things like that happen sometimes." Yeah, and it, it was re- relevant to the conversation, and I was like, "I've never actually like heard a heard a person in like that in her position say something like that to me, where it's like, you know what? There's a lot of people out there that are in that boat." There's 75% of American families live paycheck to paycheck. One major um, uh, automotive automotive um, problem, repair, can bankrupt a family. You're right. Or a medical. Mm -hmm. You know, you you break an arm or a leg and you got to go pay, you know, for your kids. It's ridiculous. Right. So. And And that's, hearing that from her, I was like, man, that really puts all this into perspective a little bit. Where you're like, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. We're all out here. Feels like we're all living just to work but uh you know it was also it's so funny but i mean do people i think some of this comes down to the reason we stay busy and i and i picked up a, a lot of this in in some of this research going you know researching this topic and i it really kind of struck me People don't like being alone with their own thoughts. At least not in this day and age. Idleness seems to be just, it makes people really nervous. Well, it's the age of ADHD and everybody's bored. Mm -hmm. And they need that quick dopamine rush from social media and your boss patting you on the back and everything else. That's what I'm saying. I was reading, there was an experiment they did where they asked participants to come into a room that it was just a blank, just an empty room with a table and a chair, and they would ask to sit there at the table, and for fifteen minutes, if they could do it. Mm-hmm. Next to them was a, a a button, next uh, on the table that shocked them. Oh gosh! And they said before they would enter a room, they would pay not to be shocked. Mm-hmm. 
what the researchers found <laughs> oh gosh, I don't like this is, is going. when people sat down <laughs> before the 15 minutes was up, they were shocking themselves because they were looking for the stimuli oh my gosh. to affect their to 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 give them something, which I found interesting. That is interesting. And you see, I'm just the opposite. There's, There's a curious. room in New York that is completely soundproof. It's negative sound. Yeah. And no one has been able to stay in that room for more than an hour. And I'm going, that sounds like heaven to me. I, I, it may be, but I, I think there are a lot of people, right, that are very uncomfortable, kind of being alone with their thoughts because they don't like where they're going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when they're left alone, so they stay busy. You're sure, right. I, I need to stay busy because I don't want to think about what's going on actually in my head. Mm-hmm. You're right; that's uncomfortable, and, and that is very true. There's a lot of people that uh, I know that are like that that don't. But that's a lot of people who aren't living a balanced life, Mm -hmm. and they're not happy with their life. And that's one of the things when you look at the glorification of busyness. um, In my research, I I did. It seemed like a bit more on you know work related stuff. But then there's the consequences of an unbalanced life. Where does this lead? Well, there are a lot of health related issues. Extreme, a lot of health related issues for this. You know, yeah. Uh, emotionally, I mean, you're you're dealing with anxiety. You're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. You feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. You're frustrated. You're angry. Lonely. I mean, there's a whole host of things that that happen to you uh, when you you have a tendency of kind of overextending yourself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can't accomplish all these tasks that you set out to well, do. It, it and becomes, all that just sets out, that just makes you even more depressed. At that point, it becomes chronic stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It becomes, you're, you're living a chronic life of trying to keep up and do what you need to do to do that. And it becomes a chronic stress. Right. And that's painful. That's, that's, that's a poison for your body, number one. Uh, and as you age, that starts really affecting. It gets affecting. worse and worse. Gets now you've got heart problems right. and all kind of, you know, your organs start to fail. And I believe, I, to be honest with you, I believe that's one of the, one of the causes of cancer mm-hmm. is a stress-filled life. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. I, I have nothing medical to back that up. Right. But I just believe that it's part of it. When your immune system goes down and your body becomes so negative and toxic, does it give it a place to grow? You're right. I uh, I would. I think I'm a very. Um, I think the the textbook definition. I'm, I'm a pretty big introvert. Like I uh, I can do well in crowds, and I'm I can do I can hold my own in a conversation and that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that like. Uh, the definition of being introverted or extroverted is where you receive your energy. Do you do you recharge and energize yourself like being in a group of people, or is it more so when you're by yourself? And for me, man, there's nothing like like at the end of the day because I I, I do a lot. I, I I do think that there <laughs> there's a, a a number of things that I I do in a, in a weekday period uh, to keep myself busy, like legitimately. But there's nothing for me like just being alone in my home office mm-hmm. and just like sitting back, being alone, listening to music or just, you know, playing a game or something like that, you know, whatever it may be. That is like my time where I'm like, oh, this feels. I remember my grandfather great. on my mother's side was a head purchaser for one of the chemical plants in South Louisiana. And so he was on the phone all day long. And yeah. when he got home, that phone better not oh, ring. Yeah. He, he didn't, didn't want, want you on it. Phone. He didn't want to see it. He didn't want nothing to do with that phone. 
He wanted his alone time, and he didn't want to be bothered with anything. Oh, yeah. You know... It, I'm that way by my email. It, it, okay. The second, I, the second I get home, that work email does not open. Like, and that's because, good that you do that. Right? But there are a lot of people that... Well, I, and so I, have I no don't do that. Right. And I know, and I know that I that is a um, a privilege. Like I'm not taking that for granted. But that is one of those things. Like moving into the career that I did move into, there's a few like lines in the sand that I had, and I was like, I, I the last day of the week for me is Thursday. So if you want anything out of me or you want anything done before so the you start have, of you, next you week, you set boundaries. I set boundaries. We're like Thursday at like three or four o'clock. Like you better everything better be into me by then because the second like past that. I mean, like, obviously, I do still have the email, and in case an emergency happens, like, I can still access it and will fix things in case something's broken or messed up or whatever. Like, I can do that. But, like, but I make it a point to not answer it or to not open it. Like, so, you know, that's... It, it's me, amazing that's, how this has changed over the decades because yeah. at, at one time, the idea of leisure oh, was yeah. actually viewed as, as a positive thing. Because right. that was a that was a the, you know the the upper classes of society because they were very wealthy right. they could have all the leisure time they want and the working class is the ones that worked all the time all of a sudden it's funny how that has switched now but mm-hmm. also in Europe you get a month off mm-hmm. every year they view work you, differently you, they than view we work do differently here. than us and, and you you're you're going on family holiday for a month. And in, in America, a, you're lucky to get a couple of days off I, a year. I, I, I right. think they have a, a better work work life balance in Europe. I, I, and I, I, you know, some of the research points to why is that here in America, and I think it kind of goes back to the how work was viewed in as an in, in America. Mm-hmm. You know, the Protestant work ethic. I mean, all that oh, comes yeah. from the Puritans. And you work hard, and and you're going to be successful in life. I think in America, the idea of social mobility is more ingrained in our culture than in Europe, where people feel that I can change my social status based on how hard I work. Well, that also came from the Rockefeller, J.D., J.F. Rockefeller, one of the main Rockefellers. He actually started school. And he started school for a reason. And that school was for, he said, and I, I wish I'd have written this quote down, I don't want thinkers, I want workers. Mm. Yikes. So that was the whole reason he put all this money into schools and education and things like that, because he didn't want people to be able to actually technically think for themselves. There was a narrative in what the school was going to teach you. And only a certain group of the socioeconomic upper class was going to make it to that upper 10% that was really going to make money. Everybody else was going to design to fail and find a trade and be a worker. And that Hmm. was, and that's part of that um, uh, New World Order kind of stuff from the Rockefellers. Hmm. That was his design was and just like you said to keep some people here and some people here. Yeah, well, just as I said society has just it but it's it's flipped now. Right. It's just flipped now. It's no longer the idea of leisure 
that's looked upon as you're being lazy. You're you're not fulfilling your life. But there's a commercial out there right exactly. now. I, I don't know what it is. The commercial says, ooh, about saving money. Um, well, do, do I have a house in the future? Oh, don't hit that button. What's that commercial? Oh, do I have a house? Oh, no, you spent too much money on vacations and going out to eat. Yeah, I mean, that's so what, you didn't save any money, so you don't have a house in the future. That that mm-hmm. goes back to that social yep. mobility. It's we all at a, some level feel I could be the next Elon Musk, or I could be the next right. super rich person if I only work hard. But the reality is, that's no. just not going to be the reality for the vast amount of the, you know of the population. Right. It's just not. I mean, there's going to be a small percentage of people who either have the innate skills they have the talent they have the right connections mm-hmm. you know they have some luck that goes their right, way right. all of that kind of factors in into some people become the next Elon Musk or or uh, Bill Gates or whatever yeah. person you want to you know uh, use that's kind of very rich but even those people are viewed they, they've worked hard they don't they're not you don't see them just kind of leisurely. I mean, look at Elon Musk what, oh, when he yeah. took over Twitter. He's at the office. Here's a guy that's oh, worth yeah. billions of dollars. He could sit at home and just yeah. sail on a yacht <laughs> every right. day of his life if he wanted to. But you know what he's doing? He's working. Yeah. That's yep. such a, that was that's so unheard of as it was at the turn of the century. And and I'm I'm talking about like 1900, right, right, right. Time period, not the last, not the last century, the one before that, the one one before that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's we we have we have elevated this idea of constantly saying staying engaged as a positive thing, and I'm not saying it's not positive. I guess you could say it gives people purpose, but. I think it comes with a cost. For, for me, the the line in the sand that I, I have uh, um, crossed for myself is when it starts to affect my relationships with friends and family, there's a um, – after, um, after that hard conversation that I had with that mentor of mine um, – I realized that I had like lost a really good friend of mine because of that same sort of mentality that I had. And I didn't, I didn't put two and two together until after, you know, after he and I had the conversation. Um, so there was moments with that friend of mine where I feel like he needed me as a friend and I was too infatuated with a girl at the time. Or I felt like I had, you know, other more important things to do and I felt like I was quote unquote busy, but like realistically I did have time for him. I just was, I didn't want to allocate the time for him in that moment. And, uh, and it got to a point where of course he was like, I, I don't want to, I don't want a friend that's not going to be here for me when I need him most. Uh, I don't, he didn't say it to me personally but i i know that now looking retrospectively on the whole matter he kind of he moved away and just never really talked to me again and then i i thought it was something else that i did but then really sitting down and thinking about it i was like no it was because i was being a a bad friend and i was you know pretending quote unquote to be busy and i was justifying you know not reaching out to him and all that kind of stuff because i felt like these other things are more important and so that's you know, we're talking about some great stuff here when it comes to like, you know, bettering yourself in the future and, you know, your career path and, you know, all that other stuff. But like, burnt, like boiling it back down to like, 
you know, how could you apply this to your life right now is like being honest and being intentional. <laughs> if you don't want to hang out with this person, if you don't want to get involved in, you know, this, that, and the other, then just go ahead and say it or just, or, you know, or don't get involved to begin with, but don't try and pretend like you, um, like you're just so busy and you just don't have time for anything else. Cause I think realistically you do. Cause I think that once you start to apply that excuse to a few areas in your life, you can start to apply it in many different ways, many different areas where like, I, I can't go to the gym because I'm just so busy. And it's like, but you're, but you're not, you just don't want to go to the gym. Be honest with yourself. And that's why, like for me, like I had, I had said this, I think a little while ago, I got a gym membership to someone that's really close to me. <laughs> I got a one that's open 24 seven and I can go by myself whenever I want. So if I'm not going to the gym. It's most likely because literally a schedule conflict happened or it's because I don't want to go. It's not because I'm just so busy that I can't do it. I'm planning time for it. Like there is time allocated in my schedule for it. I think that's the thing is being intentional, being purpose driven, you know, having a reason. So yeah, well, being being busy, um, it, it it leads people to believe incorrect things. Being busy leads you to believe that you are successful, or that you are efficient, or that you are productive in what you're doing. But what it's doing is is creating this incorrect sense of self worth, and then that's when the negatives come into it. And I like, you know, Ian bringing it back down to what can we do in our daily lives. But that, to me, and all of the research that I did about the glorification of busy is just trying to work very hard to create a balanced life for yourself. And in that balanced life, you need work, you need your friends, you need your family, and you need to be able to have some self-care in your life. And when you get away from those things, that's when all the negatives come in of not leading a balanced life. And that's the negatives to the glorification of being busy. We're fooling ourselves, and by the time we realize it, we're having a heart attack, or we lost a spouse, or we've lost a friend, or thought we lost a friend because of that, because we aren't just paying attention to the things that are important and just having a balanced life. We need to set all of these goals and realize that all of these things are important to us, not just being busy, but what are we really doing in our lives? And I like that Ian said, I have to be honest with myself. And that's really the core of this. Are we being honest with ourselves in this glorification of busy? Because once you, like I said, like, and that was what I was meaning by all that is, uh, once you give yourself that inch, a lot of times you'll subconsciously take the whole mile. Once you start applying that excuse to one thing is when it starts to bleed over into other things and you start to lie to yourself and, that's where I was at, whereas I, I believed that I was busy and I had all these things to do, and I was like, I don't have time for this. But then it took someone looking at me in the face and was like, stop it, <laughs> mm-hmm. for me to check myself and go, maybe maybe I am just lying to myself and lying to the people around me mm-hmm. and also hurting friends and family because I maybe I don't want to hang out with them. But instead of stringing them along and making them believe that I want to spend time or I want to do this, that, and the other, and I'm saying maybe, 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 you know. There is some research on how you interact with your friends and when you 
decline. Right, right. Well, do you share that uh, with us, Jason? You have that look on your right. face, well, like but, uh, that's, no, I, I have, they've got some good stuff. I have, on re- that. I have realized that a lot of times, um, doing to others as I would want done to me in a regard like that is whenever I'm trying to schedule out things and I'm and I'm extending an invitation. If you keep stringing me along with like maybe uh, mm, uh maybe I don't know I'm not sure I don't know. Whenever I know deep down that it's probably just no, a lot of times I think I would respect it more and it would help me out in the long run if you were just like, no, I'm sorry, I can't. I'd be like, that's okay. I'm not upset about it. I appreciate that you just went ahead and told me no so that way I can go ahead and plan accordingly instead of being strung along forever. And I and I realized that when I had a friend that was that said that, it looked me straight in the face and was like, I'm sorry, I can't make it. It's not going to happen. It's a hard no. And then I had a bunch of other people that were like, maybe. And I was like, man... I did, really liked that where he was do, like do, do you do you feel that if someone declines your invitation to do something mm-hmm. and they tell you I'm busy do you view that person a little less <laughs> than you do than maybe somebody who says I I'm I'm just tired I have no energy right now or I, I have no I'm, I'm just have no money. I can't do what you right, want to do. Right, right. Do you? I mean, subconsciously, I would, do you I, feel like that kind of you take offense for to me, that a little bit? No, but I, what I can't, I wouldn't probably take offense to it. But I can tell you, if someone was to be honest with and this, just this is just me personally. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. Is if somebody, especially a friend of mine, when I was like, "Hey, we're having a hangout at my house. You're welcome to come if you want to," and and he or she was to tell me, "I I really can't. I'm just too tired." It was being honest and was like, right. I just, or I'm not feeling well or whatever it may be. I would respect that answer more than just some kind of excuse that you're busy instead of saying Exactly. Like, and that yeah, goes right, along right. with what right. the research shows is yeah. people look at someone, they, it, they kind of fall a little bit in their eyes when they say, right. well, I'm just busy because time is viewed as something you can control versus right. say money. Or I'm tired. Well, time is yeah. the true currency. Right. Right. So yeah. it's I found that pretty interesting about how one people that, view that. Yeah. I, didn't, I never thought about it, but it was like, one, wow. Never well, thought about that Well, if somebody says you're busy, then that means I you mean, don't you're value your head. What are you putting before me? Right. I yeah. must not be very important to you if exactly. you can have all of these things yeah. ahead of me. Yep, there And it you is. can't go and find 15, 20 minutes right, to go right. have lunch with me. Exactly. Right. Okay, so you're that. Okay, well, I got you. Right. Yep. Thank you. And see, and, the, and, and I... This is something that I so just put things in context. Um, every other Friday, I have like a hangout at my house. I am and I was I want to be really intentional about my friends are welcome to come to the house. They're welcome to hang out, and it's just a safe place where everyone can come and just chill. Did you ever get games. an invite for Fridays? I have invited you guys in the past. <laughs> hey, you can come if you want to. Uh, you see that? We didn't get right. that invite. It's no okay. Fridays. I don't recall uh, that invitation, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, look. I right. said right. his friends okay. come on Fridays. Oh, I, 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 maybe we're a, too old. Maybe. No, no, no. Trust me. I am a boomer. So the... But that group is a group of friends that I have gone to school with, uh, other musician friends, and all that kind of, like that whole crowd of people where you're welcome to come and just hang out, have a safe place to hang out with friends, and making it intentional about scheduling it every other Friday so that way people can either take time off of it for it, or so that way you have some sort of stability. And I'm happy and I'm proud to do that for the friend group. But this is where it comes into play. There's always a but. There's always a but. I am, I'm going to keep, I'm going to probably send out 
a handful, three to four invitations as it happens. And if you always have something coming up or you always have an excuse or you like, or just never want to come hang out, I'm not going to beg you to come hang out with us. I'm not going to beg you to come hang out with me because I'm at this point in my life right now where I don't need to beg to hang out with anybody. I got some people that love me. I've got a great family and I have a wonderful fiance and I have some, a core group of friends that really enjoy hanging out with me. And so I don't, I don't need to beg anybody to come be my friend. I would love for you to come and be my friend. I would love, I'm extending an invitation. My house is open. I've got alcohol. I mean, like what, what more could you ask for? And so, um, there's been a couple of times where I have had to send out the message that the door is always open. You're always welcome to come. That's it. And a lot of times I'll have people that, have, that they've come back around and they're like, oh, I wish that I could come hang out with you guys. I miss you guys. And I was like, the door is always open. Just you're stop. always Just yeah, come on like, by. Yeah, it's, it's, the, the, it happens. It is. It is. It is. That's because they're busy. <laughs> oh, they're, that's what I'm saying. And at that point, it's like, if you, this is what I'm saying. It's like, if you are just uncomfortable with the friend group or just don't like me or whatever it may be, you can, I want you to feel confident that you could talk to me about that. And, I, and I've had some conversation with people that were like, with my work, like they've had like some pretty good reasons before in the past. They were like, I just don't have the time because of work and school. So like sometimes it's understandable, but there was one friend in particular that was like, there was one guy in particular that he just, um, he was kind of a flake towards everyone. And so it was like, I'm not, every time he would send the message out, like we should hang out, we should hang out. I was like, I just would stop responding where I was like, I I don't want to, I feel like a broken record every other Friday. It's scheduled. It's on the calendar. So that way, no one has to question it. Everyone can guarantee like, oh, we're going to go to Ian's house. But see, he's the exception. See, I'm more interested in the people that say they're too busy because they would rather go home and sit in their underwear and look at TikTok videos pretending (laughs) in their glorification of what they'd rather do to be busy than come hang out. And you see, and that's where I think part of this problem is technology. Oh, it's oh yeah, big time okay. technology. Be- because how many people, you know, it used to be, hey, you want to go out Saturday night? No, I got to do my hair. I'm washing my hair. So you would rather wash your hair than go out with me? Yes, I would. And now it's, no, I have to do this or I have to go do that. But you're really going home and you're just going to watch your TikTok videos and, and do nothing. Right. Or Netflix yeah. or whatever. So I think that technology is even enhancing that busyness yeah. Because that's what we consider busy. We can lose two or three hours on our phones, our smartphones, our tablets, our computers, it's right. how and much it's it, gone. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing. But how I that. felt <laughs> busy because now I don't have enough time to technically do the things that I actually really right. need to do for self care and a balanced life, like go hang out with friends. Right. Okay. That's important in your life to have a balanced life is to go hang out with friends, right. decompress. And learn some new things. Yeah. But I would rather just stay on my phone and mm-hmm. watch these dumbass TikTok <laughs> videos. And now I feel busy. Well, they're getting their, they're getting their dopamine hit. Exactly. Right. And, and that's that. why and that's that's why I chose I chose to hang out the way that I did. It's every other Friday. And I think that, that has worked out so well. Because I think sometimes doing it every week is a little too frequent. Doing it every other week, sometimes people may miss one. And then at that point, it's probably been a month since we've actually been able to hang out together, you know, before the next one rolls around or whatever it may be. And I, and I, so far, that's what's helped me a whole lot is being able to like, and, and a lot of times we'll, we'll get drinks, we'll, I'll have snacks or hors d'oeuvres or something. And right. it always will work out that, um, 
at least a core group of people will come and hang out. We'll play board games and stuff. And I, and I, I wanted it to be an intentional place where you could just come and hang out. It's not a big deal. And it's just something that happens on the, on the books yeah, every time. Uh, we, and you can, and you don't have to make an excuse or if you don't, again, if you don't, the reason why I chose it that way is like, if you want, if you want to hang out, there are opportunities for you to come hang out. And if you don't want to, it's probably because you just don't want to. But, but I think that, that that's um, a symptom yeah. of the problem because they say that, you know, some of the, the signs of an imbalanced life, such as chronic exhaustion, decreased enjoyment in activities or strained relationships, those are byproducts of the unbalanced life. You're suffering right. the symptoms of other people's you're trying to gain this balanced life. Right. You're trying to set examples. You're setting goals. You're trying to, to establish, and you're using technology to do that. Right, you right, said right. you have your computer with, with your uh, fiancé, Mallory, and right. you all schedule things out, and you're working toward that. I'm, uh, baby, let's, set, let's go work out this many times a week. Right. Let's go out to eat this many times. Let's well, do this. A, a, a prime example was Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day happened on a Sunday afternoon like it always does. And, uh, and I was, I wanted to be really intentional about getting my, my mother, her significant other and my brothers together with Mallory and I and make dinner for them. And that required, we're all adults with schedules and lives and things. So I was like, we got to schedule this thing out. Mm -hmm. So that's a a prime example. Can it be even a form of jealousy? If they're leading this chaotic life Mm -hmm. and they don't have this balance, do they really want to be around somebody <laughs> that's striving and working toward a balanced life and relationships and friendships mm-hmm. and your podcast mates and all of this stuff? You're, you have time set aside for these things. Do they, are they threatened by that? How are you I, so calm? How I, are you so at ease? Why is your house so nice? Right, Why right. is your studio so clean? And they come and they see these things, and they see that you're just kind of relaxed, and, hey, if you want to come, come. If you don't, don't. Right. Where to them, that's totally the opposite of how they feel right? because they are stressing out. They are burning out. They're leading this life that's not balanced mm-hmm. and struggling to continue going on and realizing all these things are crumbling down around them. Mm-hmm. That's got to be offensive to them. Probably. I mean, some, what, do, some what do you think, maybe. Jay? You got all the quiet all well, of a sudden. No, I, I am just, off, no, am I, I off I, the I, mark or what? No, I, I, th- I think you're on to something. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, we're, we're all, as I said, I think we're all plugged in to our digital world now. Right. And it gives the impression that we're constantly just immersed in information. Mm-hmm. And I think I like it that. leads to a, a perception of busyness. Because we really aren't busy. I mean, if we're really a hundred percent honest, we really aren't busy. No, and that's what not. I was saying. We're, we're not. That... It's we are. We are. We not. We think we are. Right. In that thinking, that perception is. We all know perception is reality. Yeah. And if I perceive I'm busy, guess what? I'm busy. Yeah. And then that shapes all my decisions down the road, and that's how I interact with with you know with people. Right. So you do get the invite to no, I, I'm just busy. I can't, and, mm-hmm. and all I'm doing is blowing three hours on my phone <laughs> looking at TikTok videos well, or whatever. When you the do case that, may you be. don't have enough time in the day to do the things that are necessary. Your laundry yeah. and, well, and things I, like that, and so or, you feel busy because you're not getting what you need done. Or you? That's what I'm saying. There's a difference between busyness and productivity. 
Yeah. Right. And that's, and why, that's why that's the episode pe- is called The Glorification <laughs> pe- pe- of Busy. People receive the the best, I guess, feelings of satisfaction is I feel like I'm productive. Right. I actually accomplish something. How many times we come home from work and you're exhausted, but you don't feel like you've done anything? Oh, yeah. I did not accomplish zilch. Yeah. And you just start adding that up day after day after day, that causes a lot of psychological problems. Mm-hmm. To the, it, it does lead to burnout. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. And a sense of failure. Yeah. I mean, you don't feel like you're accomplishing anything in, you know, in life. And I think a lot of companies are kind of starting to get away from this idea of just busy. Mm-hmm. To actually accomplishing something, what did you do right. per se? Now, that can be hard to kind of make that happen, so to speak, because right, you had to make it a lot of knowledge-based jobs, they're not like I'm making a product yeah. and I'm done with it and you see it, I'm finished with it. Okay, I see something. Yeah. There's a material value there. There's a project and it is completed like... Right. I mean, exactly. Some of this stuff is just, we just kind of go on and on with emails and this and that and everything else. And it's like, what did I really accomplish? Was there some tangible result at the end of this that gives us the satisfaction that gives us self-worth? Well, that's actually one of the the um, clues for a self a life, you know, a a balanced life. And that is, you know, uh, having setting personal goals and aligning them with one's definition of success. Right now, people's definition of success is I'm too busy to do anything, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> right exactly. Okay, no, you're not. So um, what, what can we really do to, to attain that goal? But our culture rewards that, though. Yes, it does. I mean, I, I was reading some, some – they did some, some experiments where – they gave people Bluetooth headsets, like a phone type deal, and I have to go back and look exactly what it said. But between that and someone wearing traditional headphones listening to music, and they asked to rate who was perceived to be the you know better. Mm-hmm. And guess who? It's the guy on Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't doing anything, they're pretty much yeah. doing the same exact thing. But because he looked busy mm-hmm. and he looked like, oh, well, he's talking to people. He must be important. Yeah. Right, right. It's, it's, it's yeah. the, it goes back to what our culture has bought into, that we have bought into busyness. We have. We have elevated this up to a level, but we're not accomplishing anything. All it is, we're drowning even more and more. More people are now depressed. Yeah. More people are angry. Why do there seem to be so many people that are upset that live in, in urban areas versus out in the countries, you know, out in the country? Yeah. There's a reason for that. They're constantly bombarded with information. They're always in the rat race. Right. Keeping up with the Joneses. I got to do this. I got to work harder. I got to work more, more, more. Yeah. But we're not really accomplishing anything by doing that. And it's leading a bunch of people to, to be alcoholics. So basically. one of the answers is to disconnect from you no, know, technology. Well, Sounds like it. How do you do that? 
set boundaries. Yeah, Ian said hard. he did that. I've set boundaries for it. I'm the, using social media. I'm of, using they, a yeah. calendar. Ian and, works, you know, luckily his job allows him to set boundaries. Yeah. There are many people that work in corporate America that those boundaries don't exist. No. Mm-hmm. They work in it's it's a it's a it's a doggy dog world but, and I got to make things happen and if I got to work all night to do it to beat the guy next to me to get the promotion, yeah. guess what you're going to do? That's right. You're going to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hard though cuz that's man that's what is more important and that's the oh, that's such a hard thing is is your is your time and your and your sanity and your um, your mental health more important, or or is it just getting that, you know, that the, bigger paycheck? It's so funny <laughs> in my current job. In, in my current job, many yeah. many years ago, there was a saying: "Walk around with papers in your hand yeah. and look worried. That way, people thought you were busy." Or and they left you alone. Yeah. <laughs> or walk around with a two by four. You know, or you walk with two by four. But that was a, mm-hmm. that was the mentality. Is you you we were so preoccupied with this busyness thing that you know what are you doing every single minute? But you're not really accomplishing anything, and it just leads to this depressed state that I think our society is in because I'm working, I'm working right. all these hours. Why am I unhappy? Yeah. When I think it's it also like at least speaking from like personal experience as well, is like sometimes I there was a point in time where I worked two jobs like especially during COVID that was <laughs> that was hard, where I did I worked so many hours and I felt like I, I all I wanted to do was come home and not do anything, and that was my excuse was like I felt so busy at work I felt so burnt out because I was working so much and did so many hours and and also was like trying to keep the house at least decent looking that like. <laughs> Yeah, I came home and was like, I don't want to do anything, and that was uh, and a lot. Of, but, but the thing is, I, like again, I made sure I wasn't lying to myself though, and saying that like I got other things to do. Whenever I just want to be alone, I just want to be alone. I want to listen to some music. I want to sit back. I want to take a deep breath. Maybe have a drink and just be like, just by myself for a minute. And just have some peace and quiet. But but a lot of times I tried to tell my friends and family that when they wanted me to go do something else. Sometimes I would have the energy to go do other things. But then other times I had to be just real and was like, I love you the most, but I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do any of that right now. So, and that was hard because that was a such a, a different time for me where like I had, again, my friends and family were, some of them weren't as uh, fortunate as I was and they had lost a job or were in the process of, you know, being laid off or whatever it may be. And and I was over here, you know, working double time and I was like, man, I, I just want a break. And everyone's like, well, <laughs> count your blessings because we don't have a job right now. So and that was, that was hard in a, in a whole other way, in a whole other emotional way that, that's, you know, you can imagine. Hey, I've got a study here that I, I, I just, I was curious, is it just some statistics that I, I think that are, are fairly interesting? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it says over the past few years, Americans have been working more. I said 2014 Gallup poll showed U.S. adults typically worked 47 hours each week, and nearly four in 10 said they work at least 50 hours per week. Wow. Americans are increasingly are retiring later and taking fewer vacation days. A 2016 study indicates uh, more people over the age of 65 are delaying retirement and continuing to work into latter years. 
The same study found that Americans work almost 25% more hours than Europeans do. Wow. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, uh, but now the total amount of work, which kind of leads into this other, the, the total amount of work people work actually has not increased in Europe and North America. Really, no, because they're last, wasting time. What do we yeah, find uh, out? They're, they're, yeah, you got 31 they, hours a month you know, and wasted meetings. Yeah, they <laughs> modern parents who worry they're spending insufficient time with their children spend significantly more of it than those in generations past. Wow. The headline changes over the last 50 years are that women do a whole lot less unpaid work Uh-oh. and a whole lot more paid work. And men do quite a bit less paid work and a lot more unpaid work. Really? So it's switched. Hmm. Wow. It switched. That's crazy to think about. So, yeah. We're, uh, I mean, it's... um. You know, now with, you know, men, women and men both working now, because right. uh, in, in 1960, it was only 20% of women that actually worked. Wow, that's crazy. To think about. Now it's 70% of women are in the workforce. Wow. So you both have both parents and they both got to have these jobs well, to do. And, and then it, they got to come home and actually do all the stuff that's involved with, you know, raising children and stuff and like that. And that's the hard part, too, is it like people... <clears throat> <laughs> You have both both parties working and still can't afford certain things. That's the crazy part. Well, they're chasing they're chasing the dollar, right? Well, well, I mean, that's it. Also, I think it it play, <laughs> plays up into society right now as a whole, and not I, being I, able to afford a lot of things. And I'm gonna tell you another thing that has is really I, I have observed it in friends of mine about parents who've got their their kids in every activity oh, out yeah. there. And I mean, I had one told me one time because if, you know, it's if I don't have my child and all these things, then people view you as you're not doing a good job being a parent. We've got we've got Mm. these children now are being pushed into these things where they have to feel that they got to do everything. They got to be in soccer. They got to be in this. They got to be in that or whatever the case may be. It's like going on and on. Growing up, I never I never know dealt with that i mean it was come home from school and you went out in the woods or you went out in the neighborhood and you played with the kids and the, played football or whatever the kids. yeah mine was, now it's it's shipping <laughs> kids we got to go here we got to go here we right. got to go here it's like when do you have time to do anything right that's the glorification of busy well i don't know See, if it's, that's, it, that's it, because you look at all I, these I, soccer moms and now soccer dads too you got two or three kids one parent's taking a kid here one parent's taking a kid there and you got another kid in the back and everybody's just staying but, but so question, busy why did we how did it get to this why do we feel like we need to do this because that's what people feel is successful now mm-hmm. i'm busy Therefore, I am successful. I am busy. Therefore, I am productive. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Is well, I don't know. I guess if you're if you're actively doing something, it makes it feel like you're productive in some way. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you have something to do, if you like if you have a another thing to check off the list, another practice. Have, to have go you to, looked at these people and to. are they actually happy with the people that they're with, or are they doing these things to stay busy and not have to be around that person? Right. 
Because because they probably know that if I'm not doing this, I'm going to be at home on TikTok, or I'm going to be at home not doing anything, or which they, is worse or than under each or, other's nerves or, or, and fighting. Yeah, or and they're in unhappy marriages. That's, what, and that's they, exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be at the house because I have to talk to my husband. I have to right. talk to my wife. That's and right. That's or why God there's for, so many or, divorces. As so soon again, as the kids it comes leave down to, to what Ian was talking about earlier. I'm too busy to hang out with you. Yeah. I'm sorry, and you asked a question. Would you like it if somebody said, I'm too busy or if I'm too exhausted? Well, <laughs> yeah, right. okay, I'm too busy to come home and watch Netflix and chill with you. Right. You know, because right, we're right, too right. busy exactly. with the kids. Okay, so right. it, it, it's it's the true, def, and I love what your mentor said, the glorification of busy. Yeah. This is, this is a real, I think this is an epidemic. Oh, it is an I, epidemic. And it, and it not only is it, is it, does it have mental problems, it has financial problems. Um, problems for companies in our relationships. It's detrimental to our health. It's detrimental to our kids. It's it, this is this is an epidemic of of massive proportions because now it's so widespread across America. Well, so if you had to if you had to round out this episode with a word of wisdom regarding this, uh, I actually have that. Well, I, I've got I've got something too. I want to. I think it's kind of uh, right. it's interesting, but uh, it's called. It says the Puritans turned work into a virtue. Yeah, evidently forgetting that God invented it as punishment. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a top ten list. Um, we all know the last episode we did was on AI, and so I asked AI to oh, generate no. <laughs> me a top Stoney, 10. Stoney, you're part of the problem. I I'm, am. I'm kidding. I am. I'm kidding. Just for fun, give me or write top 10 ways and practices to help our balanced lives. Yeah. Okay? There we go. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Number one, effective time management, including prioritization, delegation, and setting boundaries. Okay. Uh, number two, practicing self-care, such as exercising regularly, maintaining a healthy lifestyle, and prioritizing restful sleep. Number three, mindful practices, including meditation, deep breathing exercising, and being present at the moment. Number four, setting realistic goals and establishing a healthy work-life balance. Number five. Mm, hear that? Huh? So hear we're, that? We're touching. Healthy, didn't, did we not touch on all these? Yep. Establishing technology, technological boundaries, <clears throat> such as unplugging from screens, scheduling digital oh. detoxes, and limiting social media usage. Number six, cultivating hobbies and activities that bring joy and relaxation. Number seven, seeking support from friends, family, and support groups to hold oneself accountable and provide encouragement. Number eight, reflecting on personal values and aligning work with purpose and meaning. Number nine, practice effective communication to set clear boundaries and manage expectations. And number 10, embracing flexibility, adaptability, and self-compassion in the journey toward balance. Mm. And then it gives its disclaimer. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Remember, finding balance is a personal journey. So exploring what works best for you is essential. Right. And what's funny is, is we touched on all 10 of those before I read them. We all, 
each one of us right, on right, a couple right. of those points yeah. in trying to, what is the glorification of busy and what do we need? We really need a balanced life. And here's some things. You express some things that you're mm-hmm. doing to detox. And it's just interesting that we yeah. we were as smart as the AI was. The only thing... <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. The only thing I was going to say to, to round this out was, and I think I've said this same thing in many episodes, and I think I'll still stand by it, to be honest, is just be honest with yourself. Sometimes it hurts to hear the truth, and sometimes it hurts to be honest with yourself, but but many times that is what you probably need to hear the most is to look at yourself in the mirror and to be real. And, 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 and may I add to intentional. that? Surround yourself with people yeah. that are as honest. Your mentor. Yeah, yeah. You know, he impacted your life yeah. with his, and, and it not only did it impact you for the next couple of years, it gave us a great, you know, podcast <laughs> topic too. <laughs> right, right. In the glorification well, but yeah, of busy, but, it, but he was yeah. impactful for you just being honest with you. And that's the kind of people I like to have around my life. It's right, just right. that are honest. Yeah. You know, yeah. I said what I said in jest, but I would just like to say that work is good. Mm-hmm. As long as it's productive, mm-hmm. yeah. Be productive. Have a don't be relationship. Bu- yeah. Don't be busy. I think you'll be a lot happier. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, and that's goal oriented. If your goal is just to make it through the day to get paid, that's not a real goal, is it? Mm-hmm. Not a very short term goal. No. Mm-hmm. no. All right. Well, with that being wow. said, for anybody out there who wants to leave us a comment or wants to give us a suggestion at all we have a facebook page forward slash retrospect pod we also have an email address that I, like i said last episode i forgot we even had we found it um and that is uh um what is it again get offended together at gmail.com so please send um send us uh, your more lengthy um text there because <laughs> you can't fit it in the comment section of facebook but um but you can also just type in retrospect on the major podcasting platforms and should be able to find us that way But until next week, thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone. God bless. You're the best. Peace. Peace.